You're listening to Bronny, the Authentic Jazz Artist Show with your host, Bronniger McDaniel. Now live from Nashville, here is your host, Bronny. Hi, welcome to Bronny, the Authentic Jazz Artist Podcast Show. I want to introduce my husband, Tony McDaniel, which is my co-host. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, hon. How are you on oh, this beautiful evening? Wonderful, wonderful. Having a great, great evening. It's uh what a great week it's going to be, and I guess it's evening here, and it's good morning in some other places around the world. Yeah, the and, week before uh, Thanksgiving. Just want to let everybody know we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts. In 174 countries. I know. And uh, we're also on some Spotify. other Spotify media outlets. So mm-hmm. iHeartRadio is another one. So please check us out each week. We have some great interviews on there from past weeks. And we're going to have another great interview today. His name is Michael Luce. He is an actor-producer. Uh, we'll, can't wait to let you hear from him. Uh, so, But, uh, it's, you know, it's coming up on Thanksgiving next week. Yes, it is. And, uh, what a great week that's going to be. Uh, and speaking of that, all these people going out of town or out of state with all these gas prices that are raging. I mean, it is high. Gas is high now. Well, yeah, that's but that's... That's usually like that every, this time of year. Yes. Uh, but and I, and I know that I saw the news reports saying that uh, it's going to be heavily traveled this year. Yeah. You know, with the restrictions being let up from COVID. So that's right. It's awesome. So people are going to get to see their families again and get back to kind of some traditional uh, holiday spirit again. Mm-hmm. And of course, with uh, Thanksgiving, always comes Black Friday. <laughs> so. That's right. Speaking Next of thing which, you know, it'll be Christmas. Speaking of which, speaking of Christmas, want to let everybody know again, reiterate that you have a Christmas album out called Ronnie Oh It's Christmas with uh, Chris Schaffner. You have an original song on there along with some uh, cover songs. It talks about, I won't hesitate. Yeah. I won't question why you're late. It starts out a little bit like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's an awesome little uh, you know, album there for Christmas. I also so, actually have a show coming up next weekend, right after Thanksgiving, the 27th, in you know, Hickory, Tennessee, out of Nashville. Nashville, uh-huh. Six to so, eight at Burger & Company. All you brawny peeps out there, just to let you know, that's going to be at the Burger & Company in Old Hickory, Tennessee. Show starts at? Six to six, eight. Six p.m. to eight p.m. Mm-hmm. Great food. Great place to come and enjoy some music as well. So we hope to see you guys out there next week. But, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, our guest today. He's an actor and producer. Uh, But, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, there's money to be made in writing songs for for movies and Mm -hmm. films and stuff like that. it is, definitely. And, uh, you know, that's something that uh, I know that... uh, our guest has mentioned to you before about it, and we're excited about that as well. But yes, happy to be going to be working on some stuff with him. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, I know that uh, one other thing that I think that we uh, didn't get to mention last week that we want to mention this week is that uh, we are going to be having another guest on next week. We will have a podcast out next week. It'll come out on Friday of next week after Thanksgiving. Uh, his name is Tim McDonald. Mm-hmm. And we can't wait to get him on. He's a great musician. Phenomenal a, a musician. Phenomenal. And, uh, He's played wanna, with all kind of artists. Wanna, we'll preview that, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit later on in the show. But uh, let's uh, play one of your songs, Bronnie, that we haven't heard in a while. We'll the Christmas song that you recorded on your Christmas album. And uh, after that, hopefully we'll have uh, Michael 
loose on the line, and we'll go from there. All right. Let's do it. All right. You are listening to Bronnie, the Authentic Jazz Artist Show, and we'll be right back after this song. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Your tight carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows Turkey and some mistletoe will help to make the season bright. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that sand. On his way He's loaded Lots of toys And goodies On his sleigh And every Mother's child Is gonna spy To see if Reindeer really know How to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase to kids from one to ninety-two. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to Listening to Bronnie, the Authentic Jazz Artist Show with your host, Broniger McDaniel. Now, live from Nashville, here's your host, Broniger. Hello, everyone. Hope you're having a great morning or evening wherever you might be. This is all over the world. This podcast, Bronnie, the Authentic Jazz Artist Podcast, and I want to introduce we have Mr. Michael Luz, actor producer, with us today. A great, great 
guy, and he's got a lot I know that he wants to talk to us about today, and I want to introduce you to him right now. How are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, yes. So excited. We're, we're excited to have you on. Yes, we are. What an honor. So, uh, Michael, tell us a little bit about uh, what's been going on in your world. Sure. Well, of course, with COVID going on, you know, everything changed in our industry and a lot really got shut down. Yeah. And what happened on our end, all those a lot of productions have picked up, uh, we kind of haven't. Um, <clears throat> we haven't gone into production on anything recently, right. but we actually now own 13 different projects. And wow. we're really excited about them. Uh, all but one are feature films, and we have some great stuff coming up. Wow. And uh, we're looking at some major projects with major stars in them. Awesome. And a lot of great uh, international studios attached. So, so cool. So awesome. So excited about all this for you. So, Michael, uh, you know, for our listeners out there that may not, you know, follow you, um, mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about, you know, um, your background, you know, where you, you came, you know, where you were born and lived and grew up at and how you kind of got into all this acting. Sure. I'm glad to. So I grew up in the Midwest, actually in a very small little farm town. And, uh, there wasn't much acting going on around there. <laughs> uh, but the first time I ever acted was in fifth grade and it was actually, uh, as a munchkin. Wow. <clears throat> So and, this Wizard of Oz, uh, it was I kind guess? of funny because I was in fifth grade. I was the tallest kid in the fifth grade <laughs> at five foot nine. And I was a munchkin on my knees. Uh, so that, was that was kind of the beginning of it all. So you played and in what then, Wizard of Oz, huh? I'm sorry. Was it Wizard of Oz? It was Wizard of Oz, right. Awesome. Exactly. awesome. That's great. Exactly. Yeah. So that really kind of lit the fire for me. And then, of course, uh, so did a real lot quick, of acting real quick, in high Mike, school, let me ask you a question. Uh, drama clubs and school plays and such. And then became a, a theater major in college, but was actually quickly derailed uh, by a professor who had had an unsuccessful career out in New York. Mm -hmm. And uh, she actually discouraged us, who were third theater majors, uh, from continuing on. So I was a little bit lost and didn't know what to do with myself after that. So I took some time away, but got involved later in some church plays and things like that and kind of got the bug back. And then my son was born. Mm -hmm. And when he was about two, we kept hearing people say he was so cute. He should be in commercials <laughs> and like a proud dad. Mm -hmm. I said, well, of course he should be. Yeah. So we took him to an agent and uh, the agent loved him, but she said, look, you know, I don't have any work for him, but gee, dad, I have work for you. Wow. I've got all these commercials and movies and, and we'd love to sign you. That's so great. That was really the beginning of it. That's wow. awesome. So when you, when you're going back to when you first did the wizard of Oz, like who, who was the, who was the wicked witch? Was that your teacher? <laughs> I believe it was. I believe it was. She had some pretty cool voices down. At the I time. bet she did. And you know, uh, thinking about that, you know, I think that's when we are all. I know that when we we're kids, we get thrown into those Thanksgiving plays and all that stuff like that. But I think as you grow older, you know, I have a daughter who was in the theater too, and she loved it in high school. And I can only imagine now you being an actor and just the story you told us. 
how fun it is to be to do what you like to do. Oh, Tony, it's absolutely amazing. You're you're absolutely right. You know, there's nothing better than being able to play these characters. And, you know, some people think that acting is playing make believe. And the fact is what we're doing is we're playing very real. Mm -hmm. Right. We're, We're thinking about how our characters would perform in real life. What right. would they do in these real life situations that just happen to be scripted? Yeah. And, you know, um, thinking about the, how the film industry has grown from the 1920s all the way to now, you know, over a hundred years now, I think you can see the difference on how we've progressed into getting more real with the films to get, to get that effect. And, and I think that's what makes the film industry so strong. Hundred percent true, hundred percent true. And Tony, what we're finding now is, you know, a more natural style of acting, but also the same is true with writers. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what they're writing now is more imitating real life than fantastical situations. Yeah. Well, I know I am so excited that you and I met, and of course Tony too. We met. How long ago has that been now, Michael? That we really got introduced to each other. Oh, it's been almost two years now, Bronnie. It's been been a little while, hasn't it? And I'm so excited. Um, all yeah. this stuff that's coming up and great things that's going to be happening. This is just a really great, great thing, you know. So tell us, uh, you know, I know you've done some film work, and I saw that on your bio. But can you tell us about some of the, a couple of those films? You know what the titles were, and what you know what, which one you liked playing the most. Sure. Uh, so actually, Tony, the last movie that I did background on was Mm -hmm. called Carol. And that was a really great experience. Um, I got to spend 11 days on that show and it was, uh, just so great because it was a period piece set in 1953. And so all of the cars and all of the wardrobe obviously was from that time. And that was just a phenomenal experience. Mm -hmm. It was a beautiful script, really enjoyed it. Um, another one that I really enjoyed doing and produced this one was called The Redeemed. And actually, mm-hmm. if people were to go look it up, it would show up as Act of Contrition on IMDb. Okay. But on Amazon Prime, it shows up as The Redeemed. Mm-hmm. And that was just a great story. A phenomenal time shooting it. It was intense. We were working 20 hours a day on it. And uh, it was just one of those great experiences. Uh, in fact, we had one scene where I had to do stunts for seven and a half hours. Wow. wow. Was any of them in, during that time, any of your funny times, anything that happened? Can you remember <laughs> that? The, I definitely do. Tell uh, us about at that. At the end of that day where I was doing stunts and uh, dying, mm-hmm. as it were, in the film, mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day, I went to the person who was driving me and said, don't bother taking me home. Let's just go to the hospital. Oh, Uh, wow. I had fallen so much and so hard a few times that sometimes it's hard to control uh, how hard you do fall because you just have adrenaline pumping constantly. And you're, you know, even though you're doing it over 30 or 40 or 50 takes, uh, when you consider all of the camera angles and everything, um, it doesn't always go the way you want it to. Yeah. So, and, and sometimes you have those falls where 
you fall and the crew looks at you and says, what was that? Oh my goodness. You know, and they, they all have a little bit of a laugh at your expense. So, and I'm always game for providing uh, a reason for other people to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you go about becoming your character in this, in the films? So I'm a method actor and I actually studied under Silvana Gallardo who was, God rest her soul, was actually an amazing actress and acting coach. So my process is extremely intense. And what I do is I start with learning the lines by writing them old school, just Mm -hmm. like we used to do way back in grade school when you got in trouble. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I will not laugh at my teacher. I will not laugh at my teacher. I will not laugh at my teacher. That's actually how I start to learn my lines. And then I process into the physical part where I know the lines now. Now I start to perform the movements that I envision. And that creates my muscle memory. And then I start to rehearse with other humans. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so when you get with your other actors or actresses that you're, uh, <clears throat> um, when you do that kind of method, you know, uh, you know, what you call method acting. I mean, do, do you find it that most of your colleagues do the same thing? No, I find that most uh, definitely don't have the same intensity mm-hmm. uh, in their preparation. Everyone has their own methods, mm-hmm. uh, Tony, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's no better or worse method. Um, that's just what I do. And that's what seems to be really effective for me. So I would I would be afraid to change it but I would never ask anybody else to change the way they do it. Yeah. I know a, a lot of your Academy award winners. I mean, I'll take Dustin Hoffman, for instance, he, he was such a method actor. Uh, he, he really got intense, even went to do background checks on stuff. I mean, he literally went through the whole, as if he became that person. And, and I, I, I'm assuming that's exactly what you do as well. So. Exactly. Exactly. You want to get to know your character and the characters that work around yours. Yeah. as much as humanly possible. Yeah. Well, what about any of your family? Are they, are any of them do any acting or anything or have they done any acting in the past? Not at all. So it's Not just at you. All. I actually come from a family that are in all in b- the business world uh-huh. and uh, have had their own successes. And uh, that ranges from small family businesses to big corporations. And I've even got a young brother who's uh, in the tech industry and is a big time executive in that field. Okay, cool. Uh, so, um, one of the things I did want to ask you too was, you know, I, there, you had a, one of the movies on there called, uh, I think it was, a uh, black mountain. Uh, yeah, that was actually a TV show pilot. Oh, a TV show. That's great. Ooh. Right. And so, right. What, so what's the difference between doing a film and TV? I mean, I know you a lot of people ask you that, but I was always curious. What's the difference and how, how production-wise? Sure. So typically TV actually moves a lot faster because you don't need all the camera angles uh, that you're getting as far as coverage goes for the editors. Uh, once they get the shots in TV, they're moving on to the next ones most of the time. Yeah. And you're because it's episodic, mm-hmm. They, they've got to get through a lot more. The other part is when you're at a location, you may be shooting on a TV show, you may be shooting different parts of different episodes while you're right. at that location. So so if I'm hearing you right, what you're saying is like you could be filming two episodes at one location 
because it might be in the scene for uh, an episode down the line. Is that exactly. Oh, wow. That's, well, that's really thinking ahead, isn't it? (laughs) It is. It is. And, you know, it's so much fun to do TV, uh, especially, you know, and even from a drama to a sitcom, there are quite a few differences. And I was actually blessed to do a TV show with uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was really a lot of fun. Uh, but the director was so skilled. And uh, the director's name is Tamara Davis. She actually directed uh, the movie called Billy Madison. Oh, yeah. I remember that movie. Great movie. Love that. Yeah, she was she was absolutely phenomenal. And we're actually still friends today. We're talking about doing some projects together next year. That's awesome. That's awesome. Very, very good. All so, that you're doing. So I know that uh, one of the things that uh, when we met you, uh, it was through uh, Bronnie's music. And uh, mm-hmm. you had mentioned that uh, you thought that some of her music might be great for films. Definitely. Definitely. You know, her music is just beautiful. And I'm such a big fan of it. And we're pretty close to being able to bring her in and start getting serious about what songs are going to fit in which movies. So excited. I'm so excited. Like that song. Well, I'm so excited. I can't hide it. That was a Pointer yeah. Scissors, wasn't it? <laughs> I love I it. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think. Well, you know, I think you were mentioned to me once before in a, a conversation off air. We talked about you have a guy, you know, a guy that used to play for the Cincinnati Reds and a big time musician now, a friend of yours. Who's that pitcher became a singer? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, my friend Bronson Arroyo. Yeah. Uh, former pitcher. Yeah. Is now doing really well with his music. That's great. Know, That's great. It, it's amazing how things, you know, can, you know, you're doing one thing, but you have all these skills to do another. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I think, you know, speaking of that, I think you're, you're going to be getting into like a studio, you know, having a studio and stuff like mm-hmm. that. What's going on with that? Well, one of my dreams, Tony, is definitely to actually own a movie studio. Really? And that's kind of part of the five-year plan for us as we grow. So great. Uh, Yeah, because, you know, so much of what we do now is about creating your own content. Right. Uh, And frankly, I don't like a lot of the content that's out there in Hollywood because it's stuff that's been done over and over and over. Yeah. Uh, For instance, you know, how many Rocky movies have we done? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I certainly I have all the respect in the world for Sylvester Stallone and all the folks who were involved in those movies. But I think that we need fresh content yeah, uh, to really spark people's of, minds again. We do see a lot and of part to, fives and sevens and tens. and <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the content of the movies as well is is seems to be staying at that same level as well. And uh I know that that's something that uh, you, you're excited about working in. You know, I know that uh, you know you work with a lot of writers as well, so being a producer, right? I do. I do. Right now, we own the rights to 13 projects, and those are written by 10 different writers. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'll tell you what's exciting, too, is I get so many scripts every week that I can't even keep up with them. Wow. I I don't, I literally, there are not enough hours in the day for me to read scripts. And I was planning to give my readers the rest of the year off uh, away from reading scripts. And they're actually not going to even get to do that. 
Wow. Because we just have so many good ones coming right. across us now. So, yeah. you know, being an, an actor and a producer, what are you finding that most of your, uh, like, film goers or, you know, that or even TV films, what, what do you find that they're longing for? You know, what kind of, you know, films are they looking for that, that maybe interest them now? That's a great question, Tony. Uh, what I'm finding is what people also are looking for in their real lives and, you know, in throughout the course of their normal days. And that's things that make them feel good. You know, in real life, we're looking for people that come across our paths who have a, a nice thing to say or a smile on their face. Right. Or a kind gesture, like opening a door for someone, yeah. things like that. Han, let and me just tell you, those you, are things that edify all of us. You just right? hit that. You just did what I would have just said, because as a writer and a singer, artist, whatever, I believe in just being yourself. I believe in being real and being organic. You don't want to be like the other the other typical person you want to show something because you never know, just like when I write a song and I write a lot of fun, fun stuff. And then I write some stuff that is ballad. I know that I do that a lot, but you never know who might be touched by that film, movie, TV, whatever it is, song, whatever. And I always just believe definitely doing it from your heart, you know, being, being so sincere, but at the time, you know, you want to have fun with it too. You know, because there's so much seriousness in the world out there, and it's a time to love more than we ever have because there's so much hate and violence out in the world. So, but I think this is such a unique thing what you have done and continue to do, Michael. And and I was, I see you as a great, great successful man, and also a great, great person with a big, huge heart. I know yeah. Tony feels the same way too. Yeah, we've been following your work, and we just think you do a great job, and that's why we had you on the show. Um, and we're just ecstatic about some of the things you got coming up and, 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 you know, hopefully your five-year plan comes to fruition as they say. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, you've, you've got a background in, in acting and producing and anything else that you do, you doing any writing? I don't do any writing. I'm a big believer in staying in my lane. I got uh, Tony. you. I, I think you let the musicians do the music, the he, writers he do the writing. Right. And, uh, you know, the same is true with the directors, too. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't see myself in the director's chair anytime soon, although I wouldn't rule it out entirely. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, those are all they're they're all such specialized skills. And I have such respect for all the professionals, like especially you guys. Um, what you guys do just absolutely amazes me. Well, we appreciate well, that from my heart, and I mean that seriously. Well, it's time for you to come down here to Tennessee, and let's get something down here going. Let's go celebrate. <laughs> Tennessee's got some good tax incentives, so we're looking at that possibility, Bronnie. I know. Awesome. That's awesome, hon. Very. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Yes, um, and we'll have you back, you taking too. taking your time out. Um, but, uh, Bronnie, I guess uh, we'll uh, – make a note to get him back on our show and we won't wait five years. Right. <laughs> that sounds great. No, we definitely won't wait, wait five years. I can't wait to see you guys soon and uh, get together on some of this music, these music projects for the I'm films so, that we have coming up. Thank you. Well, we're thank looking forward you. to it. I'm so excited. Give God all the glory. And I want to, and I want to thank you, Michael uh, Luce, uh for coming and joining us today and uh, letting us interview you. You're such a great, great, great person. And we will be talking to you guys soon, okay? All right. Can't wait. 
You've you been guys listening to have a great day. Bronny, the Authentic Jazz Artist Show, and we'll be right back. And we're back, and that was a great interview with Michael Luce, actor-producer. Thank him again for being on our show. Uh, wanted to uh, mention that uh, we have a new, uh, uh, well, I have a new uh, company out that wants to help artists and uh, small business owners. It's called Wham Bam Media. It's great. Uh, we'll help you with your social media accounts, get uh, grow followers, and hopefully grow your business as well. It's called Wham Bam Media, and you can follow me on Instagram under that same name. And also, you can follow Bronny at Bronzy underscore girl on Instagram. You can follow her at, at Bronzy9 on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can also follow her as Broniger McDaniel on Facebook. And am I leaving any out? Just my website. And your website, of course. Broniger.net. B-R-A-U-N-I-N-G-E-R.net. That's right. So we want to thank our sponsors, Bronnie. Yes, and I definitely want to say thank you to my label executive, Quest Cross, and the team. They're amazing. They are. We also want to thank Art19, Bertelsmann Group, for their uh, use of the uh, podcast. We also want to thank uh, Sony Bravia TV, Sony Music. Sony Entertainment, Sony ATV. The Orchard. Sony Publishing. And again, we also want to thank our guest this week, Michael Luce. For being on and his actor, Michael Luce is amazing. All right. Thank you guys. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Yes. And tell someone you love them. Don't forget that. That's right. And we'll be back next week on Brawny, the Authentic Jazz Artist Show. <laughs>